Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. Good morning, everybody. Man, haven't we been having a great time with this series over this last month, right? And today is the last week. I know everybody's like, oh, man, the last week. For what difference does it make? So everybody's got to help me one more time today. Do it just like the little emoji. Just go, what difference does it make? Come on, look at your neighbor. Just tell them, what difference does it make? What difference does it make? And we've been having fun with this, but really at the heart of this series is really this idea of hope. So everybody say hope. Hope. And the hope is this, that this year can be different for you that this year God can do some things in your life like you have never experienced before that this can be the year that your life can be different that your marriage can be different that your relationships can be different that your health can be different that your spiritual life can be different that this is the year but here's what we have discovered in this in this series you ready for this is that this that your life will be no different this year unless you do what everybody say it unless you do something different. That's the bottom line of this whole series. It's if you want to experience the difference, you're going to have to do something different. And so what we have done in this series is just kind of dug into three main things. We just kind of narrowed it down to these three things that we feel like that will make the biggest difference in your life. And they're not really big things. They're actually little things. But if you will make changes in these three areas of your life, we believe you will experience the difference this year. We narrowed it down to three. The first one is our habits. We talked about that at the beginning of the series that, man, the habits that you make will make you. So you better make your habits and you better work on that because, man, it's going to make a difference in your life. Then last week we talked about relationships and how these things are so incredibly important in our life. The people in our lives, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And we dug into that today. We're going to wrap this whole thing up by talking about, I think, Maybe, maybe the thing that really, that really is at the heart of all of this that might make actually the biggest difference in your life this year, and that is your attitudes. So everybody say attitudes. Now you got to say it with a little bit of attitude. You got to get your finger like this and go attitude, right? We're going to talk about attitudes and attitudes that will make a difference in your life. And and in order to dive into this, what we're going to do is we're going to look at a passage of scripture, which is actually a very famous passage of scripture. If you have your Bibles, you might want to go ahead and turn there today. It's found in Matthew chapter five. And this passage of scripture This whole thing in Matthew 5 is actually what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. But then the passage, the part of the passage we're going to look at today is a part that's actually known as the Beatitudes. So now everybody say Beatitude. Now some of you are going, what in the heck is a Beatitude? I know what an attitude is, but I don't know what a Beatitude is. Well, the word Beatitude actually comes from a Latin word, and the Latin word is Beatus, not Beavis, okay? Beatus, all right? And this word, Beatus, actually just means blessed. Now, some of you go, okay, well, that helps a little bit. Beatitude means blessed. But really, I mean, there's all kinds of different things that blessed could mean as well. So in order to really understand it, we actually have to understand what does it mean to be blessed. And so if we dig into the word blessed in the Greek, 
that word actually means to be happy or to even be even be blissful. But if you're really, really literal with the word blessed, it actually means to make larger, to grow or to enlarge. So if we were really to talk about beatitudes, I think we could kind of describe it like this, that a beatitude is an attitude that God blesses. And here's the thing, is, is that really the size of your life is really going to come down to the strength of your attitudes. It's all going to come down to what kind of attitude do I have? And right here in this passage, Jesus actually shows us a few of the different kinds of attitudes that God actually blesses. And so we're going to dive into it. We're going to talk about attitude just a little bit. And it has been well said that attitude determines altitude. How many ever heard that before, right? Like how high you can go will be determined by the type of attitude that you have. And I think this is what Jesus is actually trying to show us in Matthew chapter five. So let's take a look in Matthew chapter five and verse number one. Let's read it together. Look what it says. It says, and now Jesus saw the crowds did what he everybody say this aloud. He went up on a mountainside and sat down and his disciples came with him. Now I want you to see something. I think this was a very strategic decision by Jesus that in order to talk about attitudes, what did he do? He went to a higher altitude. He went up. I think it might've even been kind of an illustrated message that he was saying to his disciples, guys, I'm about to teach you about some things that will make a difference in your life. I'm about to teach you about the kind of attitudes that God can bless. And your attitude is going to determine your altitude. So let's go up onto the mountain so that you can see that actually attitude is the thing that can actually lift you up above whatever circumstance you might experience in life. And what I want to do today is I want to look at the Beatitudes and I want to look at some of these God-blessable type of attitudes that will take us to another level. And I want to look at this passage maybe from a little bit of a different light. It's a very famous passage and so it's been preached on hundreds and hundreds of times throughout the centuries. And so maybe I don't have anything brand new to say about it, but I do think that as we look at the Beatitudes, you can actually group them into three different categories. And what we're going to do is we're going to see three different kinds of attitudes that will make the biggest difference in your life this year. You ready? Write these down. Number one, the first attitude that's going to make the biggest difference is going to be your attitude towards pain. Here's the deal, guys. Man, I wish that I could stand here today and tell you that this year is going to be your year. That you're not going to have any problems or any struggles or any pain this year. Like this is going to be the year you're going to live your best life and there will be no struggles or sorrow or pain. But guess what, guys? I can't tell you that. In fact, because I am your pastor and I love you, you know what I have to tell you? I have to tell you the truth. You know what the truth is? The truth is that this year, man, I want you to have hope for this year. But I also got to tell you, this year you're going to have some sorrows. This year, you're going to have some problems this year. Maybe some of you have already even experienced some things this year where you've had some hurts and you've had some struggles and you've had some difficulties and you've had some pain and you've had some stuff happen in your life. And I wish that I could tell you, man, just follow Jesus and there will be no problems. But I can't tell you that 
In fact, Jesus said it like this. He says, in this world, you will have troubles. I know some of you are saying, Pastor, I think you just need to be a more positive person. Well, I'll tell you, I'm positive. You will have problems. It's just, it's going to happen. And here's what I know about this. You ready for this? You can't do anything about the circumstances that come in your life. You're going to have problems and struggles whether you're a Christian or not. But here's what you can do. You can have a good attitude towards them. And this year, man, you're going to have some stuff. And what's going to make the difference in your life is the attitude you have when the problems and the struggles and the pain comes into your life. And this is what Jesus is trying to teach us in the Beatitudes. I believe he's trying to teach us a different kind of attitude towards pain. And, and look at the, look what he, look what he says in verse number four. He tries to teach us about, Hey, there's going to be some pain and some of the pain that's going to happen in your life is going to become, going to come because you experience some loss. Look at this in verse four. Blessed are those who what? Who mourn for they will be comforted, comforted. Here's what Jesus is saying. Hey guys, you know what? In your life, there's going to be some times of mourning. Maybe this year, maybe there's going to be some times of sorrow. Maybe there's going to be some times of pain. Maybe there's going to be some loss. Maybe there's going to be some disappointment that's going to come into your life this year. In fact, some of you, maybe this year you're going to lose your job. Maybe some of you this year, maybe, maybe you're going to lose a loved one that you were close to and you're going to grieve and you're going to mourn about that. Maybe some of you, it's going to be a relationship that maybe, maybe they don't pass away, but maybe something happens to bring a rift in the relationship and you lose that relationship and that closeness that you once had with someone that you love. Maybe even some of you this year, maybe it's going to be the death of a dream in your life and you're going to experience this loss and there's going to be some times of mourning. And when those times come. Jesus says, here's what's going to make all the difference for your life. Your attitude that you have in the midst of the grieving and the mourning and the struggle and the loss. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. In other words, Jesus says, hey, there's going to be times in your life of pain and those mourning times, those times of loss can be painful, but they can also be powerful. In fact, let me just tell you this, guys, in your life, there's going to be no moment in your life where you experience the love and the comfort of God, like in those moments of loss. In fact, the truth is you will never really know how much God loves you. You will never really experience his presence like you do when you're in those moments. The scripture says it like this in Psalm 34 and verse 18. The Lord is what is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues all those whose spirits are crushed. In other words, God is saying, hey, there's never a moment in your life when you are closer to God than in those moments when your heart has been broken. In Isaiah 61 and verse 1, it says that God sent me to comfort those who are broken hearted. That you will never know the healing and the love and the presence of God like you do in those moments of hurt and pain and sorrow and loss and struggle in your life. And Jesus says, hey, here's what's going to make all the difference for your life. When the loss comes, when the pain comes, the attitude that you have in the middle of it will make all of the difference. Then he goes on and he tells us, hey, it's not just about the pain of loss. Sometimes it can even be about the pain of the struggle. How many know life is a struggle sometimes? And look what he he says in verse number 10. He says, and blessed are those who are what? Who are 
persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who are before you. In other words, Jesus says, hey, there's going to be times when you're going to have struggles. Like you're going to have times when people say stuff. And when stuff happens, man, I'm telling you, I I would love to tell you. Some people even tell you this. Come to Jesus and you'll never have any more problems. And you know what I'll tell you? The opposite is true. Come to Jesus and guess what's going to happen? You're going to have a whole new batch of problems. And you know why? Because you have an enemy. An enemy of your soul. The scripture says it like this in John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And here's here's what I know. If you're not waking up and facing the devil head on every day, maybe you're going in the same direction. Come on. And if you decide, man, I'm going to follow Jesus. Guess what's going to happen? There's going to be struggles. There's going to be conflict. Man, there's going to be there's going to be opposition that's going to come against you in your life. And I wonder when that opposition comes, what kind of attitude do you have? The scripture tells us what kind of attitude we ought to have. In James chapter 1, look what it says that we ought to do when the struggle and the problems come. That we ought to consider it pure what? Everybody say that word. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Check out that word. That word is joy. In other words, Jesus says, here's the kind of attitude you ought to have when you have struggles, when you have persecution, when you have trials and problems. Here's the attitude that will make the difference. An attitude of joy. Now, he's not saying, hey, I ought to just be happy. You know, I'm going through a problem, man. This is awesome. It hurts so good. I just love it, you know. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is he's saying, hey, that, that you can actually have a joy even in the midst of it. Because here's the deal, guys. You can't help what happens to you. But you can choose what kind of attitude you have about what happens to you in your life. And Jesus says it like this. He says, here's how you can have joy. In verse number 12, he says, you can have joy. You can rejoice and be glad. Why? Because you know that great is your reward in heaven. Hey, you may be going through the problem here, but a reward's coming in heaven. Come on, right? That in the middle of the struggle of my life, when I'm experiencing the sorrow and I'm experiencing the struggle, when I'm experiencing the loss and the pain and the difficulties of this life, the attitude that I've got to go through those with is an attitude of joy. And how do I keep that attitude of joy? I keep my head forward knowing that, hey, one day, if I make it through, if I endure to the end, there's going to be a reward that's going to be awaiting me. Reward in heaven, but not just in heaven. Hey, there's a reward here on this earth. James said it like this, that when you go through trials and problems, you can have joy because you know that the testing of your faith is going to develop perseverance and perseverance is going to finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Romans says it like this, that when we face struggles and problems that we know that it's developing an endurance in us that's building our character and giving us hope. Come on kind of attitude do you have when you experience pain? That's what's going to make the difference. Your attitude towards pain. Number two, write this one down. It's your attitude towards people. 
We talked about it last week. People are going to make the biggest difference in your life. Relationships are going to make the diff- biggest difference in your life. The people that you spend your time with are going to make the biggest difference in your life. And here's what I know about people. In fact, if relationships are going to make a big difference in your life, here's the deal. is It comes down to people. And what I know about people, you ready for this? I'm not sure you're ready for this. Are you ready for this? People are a pain. Come on, everybody just look at your neighbor. Just tell them, you're a pain, man. You're a pain. It's true, all right? I'm making light of that, but it really is. Like, here, let's just, let's be honest for a second. I'll tell you, this year, probably your greatest source of pain this year is going to come because of people. Like, I mean, sometimes it's, hey, I can deal with the struggle. I can deal with the problem. I can deal with the bad circumstance in my life. But you know what hurts the most sometimes is the people. It's when someone says something or someone does something or someone disappoints me or someone hurts me or someone lets me down. And what is it? It's personal. Like it goes, it goes down deep in our heart when that kind of stuff happens. And Jesus knew this. In fact, this is why Jesus was teaching us, hey, here are the attitudes that I can bless. Here are the attitudes that are going to make the biggest difference in your life. It's going to come down to the attitudes that you have towards the people in your life. This is why he says in verse number nine, blessed are the what? Are the peacemakers. Why was he saying this? I think he was saying this because he knew there are going to come some times in your life where there's conflict in your relationships where you're going to need to make some peace. And so what does he say? Blessed are those who have this attitude of peace towards others. Verse 7, look what he says. Blessed are the what? Are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. In other words, what's he saying? He's saying, guys, I know that in your life, here's going to be the biggest source of struggle sometimes. It's going to be the people, the relationships in your life, and the attitude that you have towards them. And when the conflict comes, when the hurt comes, when the pain comes from the people in your life, what kind of attitude are you going to have towards them? And here's the kind of attitude that's going to make the difference. Here's the kind of attitude I'm going to be able to bless in your life. It's going to be an attitude of peace towards others, an attitude of love towards others others an attitude of mercy towards those who have hurt me and I wonder for some of you today like what's your attitude towards people like when someone hurts you when someone disappoints you I know for a lot of us we have an attitude (laughs) it's not a good one (laughs) we don't have an attitude when someone hurts us we get an attitude you know what I'm saying and for some of you man that's you here today Like, man, someone has said something, done something, hurt you, disappointed you, let you down in some way. And your attitude towards them is an attitude of anger. I'm angry. Man, I'm hurt. I'm holding on to that thing. I'm not going to let that go because they hurt me and I'm going to make them pay for what they did. Come on, anybody ever been here before? It's kind of like the guy who got bit by a rabid dog, you know, and he went to the doctor. And by the time he got to the doctor, it was too late. And the doctor said, it's too late. There's nothing we can do for you. And the man said, okay, well, can you give me a piece of paper and a pen? And he started writing some names down. And the doctor said, like, who are those names? Are these the people you want me to notify? Are these the people that you want me to, you know, to give your stuff to? Who are the, who are the names? He said, no, 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 no. These are the people that hurt me. These are the people I'm going to bite. You know, how many know that's the way we are sometimes? I'm going to get them back. That's our attitude. Maybe some of you, it's an attitude of protection. I mean, I'm going to protect myself. I don't want to be hurt again because it hurts so bad. I'm not going to let anybody else in because the last time I let somebody in, 
man, it hurt me. Maybe some of us, it's an attitude of bitterness. Like we allow that to seep into our hearts, resentment and bitterness towards those people that have hurt us. And it starts to, it starts to hurt us more than it hurts anybody else. It hurts our family and the people that we are close to. And we think we're getting them back by holding on to it. But what we're really doing is we're just poisoning ourselves. It's like the guy who said bitterness is like swallowing poison and then expecting the other person to die. And what happens is it, it hurts us. And there's no more miserable place to be than in that place of anger and hurt and resentment and protection towards others. And Jesus says, no, there's a different kind of attitude that you can have towards others. It's an attitude of mercy. It's an attitude of love. It's an attitude of peace towards the people who, who may have let us down. And then look what he says is the result of that. Blessed are the merciful for what will happen. They will be shown Mercy. You know what Jesus says? The attitude you have towards others is the attitude that others are going to have towards you. And let me just tell you something, guys. We all need a little mercy. This year, you're going to need some. (laughs) I'm going to need some. Because we're going to blow it. We're going to mess up. And just like others have let us down, guess what? We're going to let others down. And when that time comes, the attitude that you have had towards others is the attitude that others are going to have towards you. The Bible says you're going to reap what you show, what you sow. And if you have shown mercy to others, then God and others will show mercy to you. And it's, and man, it's not just, it's not just what others have towards us. It's the attitude that God will have towards us. In fact, the scripture says it like this in Matthew 6 and 14. Jesus says, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. And you don't get any more straightforward than that. The attitude we have towards others is the attitude God will have towards us. I'll tell you that what's going to make the biggest difference in your life this year is your attitudes. Your attitudes towards the problems and the pain that come your way. The attitudes towards the people in your life this year. And where do we learn this stuff? Man, I'll tell you, we learn it when we get in relationships with one another. We learn it when we get into a life group, which is going to kick off in just a, a few weeks. We learn it when we get into men's group and women's group and, and different places where, where we become family. That's our word for the year is family, where we grow in love for one another. And it all comes down to our attitude towards people. What's going to make the difference this year? Your attitude towards pain. Your attitude towards people. Number three, write this one down. Your attitude towards God. Look what Jesus says. Verse number six. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Now, i got to be honest. I have a particular memory that comes to my mind when I hear this particular verse. I, I grew up in a, in a pastor's home, and I was a pastor's kid. Pastor's kids are just like any other kids, and, and so we had our little things, and your kids probably do it too. My kids do it. Like I, I remember when I, was, when I was a kid, we may have just eaten, and 30 minutes later, we're driving in the car watching TV or something, and we would say these famous words. Your kids do it too. I'm hungry, Dad. Come on, right? And Dad's like, you just ate or whatever. And every time when we would say, I'm hungry, my dad would use these words. And he's a a preacher. 
And so, and, and so he has the cheesy, you know, dad jokes are cheesy, but dad preacher jokes are even worse. I feel sorry for my kids, right? And every time I'd say, dad, I'm hungry, my dad, and it was always in the preacher voice and in King James Version, he would say, well, blessed art thou who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Come on, anybody have your dad like that? And maybe that's not the kind of hunger that Jesus was talking about there. But I wonder today, like, what is the hunger of your life? Like, think about this for a second. What have you been thirsting for? What has been the passion for your life? In fact, let's just make it where we just break it down into maybe just in the last seven days. Because I think your whole life, that's too big. But maybe just in the last seven days, what have you been passionate about? Think about it. What are you hungering and thirsting for? Some of you say, man, you know, really, honestly, like what I really have hungered and thirst for lately is just to be comfortable, <laughs> just to just have some fun, just to relax. Just, man, I've been so tired. Man, that's just, that's been the pursuit of my life. Others might say, you know, the pursuit of my life has really just been to be, you know, to be popular. I want people to like me, you know, look at my, look at my clothes that I wear and look at the kind of car that I drive and look at the house that we, that we live in and the kind of family that we are. And we got it all together on the outside on our Instagram. And man, that's really the passion of our life. You know, and we show up to church and we're not telling anybody we were screaming at each other in the car. We just get to church and go, well, hello, brother. How you doing today? You know, come on, right? (laughs) Maybe some of you say, man. Truthfully, the passion of my heart lately has just been the next shiny object. Like whatever comes along and I got to chase after that. Others, it might be sports or my favorite team or my kids traveling team that we just know we're going to get that scholarship. And we wind up spending more money traveling around than we did would on college in the first place and don't get the scholarship. Come on. What's the hunger and the thirst and the desire and the passion of your life? And if you think about it, Even in the last seven days, most of us would have to say, really, probably the number one pursuit of my life was not was not God. Was not hungering and thirsting after righteousness. And I just wonder, like, what attitude do you have towards God? God says, here's the attitude that's going to make the biggest difference. It's an attitude of passion and desperation and hunger for the things of me that you come to the place where you decide I can't do any of this without God. And I think about men for some of some of us, our, our attitude towards God is not that. In fact, some of you, maybe your attitude towards God is more of an attitude of fear. And I'd really like to get close to God, but I'm afraid if I do of what he might show me that he wants me to change that I don't really want to change of what he might ask me to give up that I don't really want to give up. And yes, I want to have a desperation for God, but I don't really want to change that much. Others, man, it's, hey, I got this, this attitude of frustration towards God because I believed him for things and they haven't happened the way that I wanted them to happen. And I, I don't really want to get close to him because I'm kind of frustrated with him right now. Others, maybe it's an attitude of familiarity, like I'm just comfortable and just familiar. I've been walking this walk for a long time and yet there's really not a desperation and a passion for him that there once was in your heart. Maybe it's this attitude of, hey, I'll 
get close to God when I need him and when problems come and when stuff happens in my life. But right now I'm good and I'm going to kind of live the way I want to live because things are going good in my life. And God says, here's the attitude that makes a difference. It's an attitude towards me that is passionate and desperate that says, I want God to be number one in my life. And so many of us, we chase after all of these other things and we wonder why we're not fulfilled on the inside. And Jesus says, hey, when you have an attitude towards me that says, I want you to be number one. I'm hungering and thirsting after you. This is what's going to happen is that you will be filled. Attitude is going to make a difference in your life. Your attitudes towards pain, your attitudes towards people, your attitude towards God. So what's the takeaway? Two things, write them down. Number one, your attitude is a choice. Everybody say a choice. It's a choice. Guys, you can't choose the circumstances that happen in your life, but you can choose the attitude you have towards them. And more than anything, you can choose to have an attitude of passion towards God that says, I'm going to pursue him no matter what happens in my life. Number two, write this down. Attitude is a commitment. In fact, when we started this series out, I want you to notice, I didn't say the thing that's going to make a difference in your life is the attitude that you have. Here's what I said. I said the attitude that you keep. Guess what? We can have attitudes and then five minutes later have a different kind of attitude. What it really comes down to is committing ourselves to keep these attitudes in our life. And I'm telling you, that takes commitment. In fact, if we look back to the beginning of the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 1, I love the way it says it in the message. It says, when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed to a hillside and those who were apprenticed to him, notice these words, the committed climbed with him. Can I tell you guys that really the height of your life is going to come down to the depth of your commitments. Have I committed myself to God and to his ways, to having a godly attitude in the midst of pain and struggle? I'm going to have an attitude of joy in the midst of hurt and relationships and people that disappoint me. I'm going to have an attitude of mercy. And more than anything, the thing that's going to reflect my life more than anything is I'm going to have an attitude of pursuit towards God that he is the number one thing in my life.